All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 278 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Broadcasting once again from deep, deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening and all that jazz. Hope all's well in your little corner of the world. My my tiny corner. It's fine. It's hot, humid, very humid, very summery. You know, it's like what I, I just had a shower. I just got out of the shower. I don't want to put that picture in your mind. I'm sorry. I know that's a uh, traumatic. But anyway, I just had a shower. I got out. It's one of those days where it's so humid. You know, you pat your big, enormous ass down. You know, your big, bulbous body. I mean, I can only speak for myself. And then you still feel wet, you know. It's so humid. Still feel wet for like an hour. It takes an hour for you to, you know, completely dry off. That's where we're at. It's it's hot and humid. It sucks. It's muggy. But anyway, um, other than that, I guess I can't really complain, although (laughs) I don't know why I even say those words. Oh, I can complain. For one thing, right now, Tony's up in the kitchen right now putting putting away groceries, and I can hear all kinds of activity, and I think she can hear what I'm saying. And that bugs me. That kind of cramps my style. You know, I don't like when people listen to me while I'm recording. I don't mind if they listen to it after it's recorded. In fact, I I, uh, would like for them to. But not while I'm recording. I don't know. It's a hang-up of mine. I don't know. But, you know, there's nothing. You can't. I mean, there's nothing. You can't get anything done in this house. There's too many adults. You know, too much going on. And it's impossible. And it's it's next to impossible. It's, it's not only impossible, but it's also next to impossible to get anything done here. Ugh. So I don't know why I would say I can't complain. Because I clearly can. Started watching Stranger Things Season 4. I might be the last person in the in the Americas, possibly the world, that started watching that season. I was very confused about it because I hear people talking about it, of course. Everybody in the world's talking about it. And um, they're saying, season four, part one is releasing them. Season four, part two. Um, now, is, is this the last season? I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. It feels like it's the last season. But I, I wasn't clear on it. And I don't know about this part one and part two business. So I did a little research the other day and um, found out that part one of season four is seven episodes. All right. That was released a while back. And part two was two episodes. What the? Why is there a part one, seven episodes, part two, two episodes? Seems weird. But anyway, and there is an ep- there is a season five coming. So uh, I feel like those part, the, the last two of the of you know part one and part two, I feel like those last two episodes are like movie length. <sighs> Am I wrong about that? I feel like they're real long, so maybe that's why they released them separately. But anyway, I started watching. I watched the first two episodes. Um, there was a part in the very first scene where there's this kid riding down the bicycle, middle of the street on a bicycle. Uh, he's a paper boy. 
which I have a lot of experience as a paper boy. I did that for a long time during that era, I might add. So this is like straight out of my life, right? And he throws a paper. He's like flinging these papers just willy-nilly, which is impossible. I mean, that's just that that is like a... I mean, this is like a Hollywood version of being a paper boy. I mean, you can't ride down the middle of the street and just fling papers left and right. You know, you can't do that. It's impossible. I mean, you can't. This kid must be like the the, the greatest paper boy that's ever lived. I don't think he is. I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay, he. Uh, for one thing, he doesn't fold the paper. He has rubber bands. There's a rubber band around the newspaper. Back in my day, back in the 80s, when this show is set, if you used a rubber band, you would be laughed out of the newspaper syndicate. People would mock you. You might get beat up. You know, I don't know. Somebody might shove you in front of a train (laughs) for such an affront. You can't use rubber bands. That's a pussification. You need to fold your papers like a real paper boy. And that is an art that I don't think anybody... I I think that's a dying art. I need to go on YouTube. I need to create a YouTube tutorial. Although there's no newspapers anymore. Is there a newspaper printed in America anymore? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like one day a week. And show people how to properly fold a newspaper. You don't use rubber bands and stuff like that. And like uh, prophylactics. They put them inside a plastic bag and shit like that. What in the world? They didn't do that in the 80s, at least not where I'm from. Maybe this is uh, different out there in the mid- middle of the country. I don't know, but they didn't use rubber bands. If you did that, mister, <laughs> you may as well just move to a different city. You may as well just like uh, put your house up for sale. If, you're, if your son or daughter <laughs> um, uh, is, is, is a paper carrier, a newspaper carrier, and they and they wrap a rubber band around that. You may as well just put your house up for sale, start somewhere else, you know, and correct your problem, correct your errors, start over somewhere else, and and, and learn from the mistakes you made. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if that's, but uh, you know, when I'm watching, they should have used me, and I'm I'm not kidding. I'm I'm totally serious. They should have hired me when they when they launched this show. It's set in the '80s. They should have used me as an 80s consultant because I pick out the tiniest little problems. You know, I'm able to, to zero in on the tiniest little problems. Like, that's not genuine. That's not real. That, people didn't say that in the 80s. People did not use that phrase in the 80s. People did not, uh, these are not, this is not real. You know, I zero in on that shit. Like, there was an episode where they were playing basketball, I don't know, in the earlier seasons. And the guy, you know, he goes in with some kind of like fancy ass behind the back, you know, layup or something. He goes, and then he, you know, and the ball goes through the hoop and he goes, that's what I'm talking about. What the, that is not 80s. People didn't say that shit till like, I don't know, the early 2000s. That's what I'm talking about. That is, uh, that ruined it. The whole show's ruined for me. I don't know why I'm watching it anymore. And there was another scene. Where they're like, I don't know, it was early. It might be first season. It might be literally the first episode. I don't know. They're all sitting around the dinner table, and they're excited because they're getting ready to eat KFC. Wrong. It was Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC came later. Nobody called it that. I know because I was alive, and I was uh, paying attention back then. 
bullshit. They need to hire me. Well, it's over now. I mean, they're at the end now, but they could have avoided all this problem, all these problems that they're having. <laughs> you know, if, they, if they'd have hired me as an 80s consultant, I mean, I would work for free. I would do it for, I don't know, $200,000 a year for life. I mean, I would, you know, I'm not asking for a lot, but I could have done it. I could have straightened out these issues. You know, all you had to do was say, I, I'd be like reading, I'd read the script and I'd say, and say KFC back then, they called it Kentucky Fried Chicken or the Colonel. Those are the two. That's what people, if you wanted to get jaunty with it, you didn't go KFC. You went the Colonel, you know. Ooh, we're having the colonel tonight. You know what I'm saying? I could I could have straightened all these problems out, and then maybe it wouldn't have been such a disaster for them. <laughs> okay, it's one of the biggest hits in the world. I'll tell you what, though. I'm two episodes in to season four, and I'll give you some uh, some thoughts on this deal. All right, so uh, that 11L, you know, you know what I'm talking about? She has lost her powers. It's very frustrating to me. It is a very frustrating thing because there's some uh, talking about, uh, I mean, theatrical, theatrical bullying, not not just regular, not just regular uh, bullying at a high school or something. She's in high school and she gets pushed around by the, by this girl and her gang. I mean, you talk about. I mean, that, I mean that's a that's a classic trope, right? The mean girls at the high school. I mean, this this bitch takes the cake. <laughs> I mean, she takes it to another level. I mean, there's like uh, they they treat her like crap. They treat L like crap for no reason that I can see, just except for their own uh, their own enjoyment. And um, but they're like so mean. I mean, like over the top mean to her. Like she had this diorama. <laughs> right, I mean, you know, she had, a, and it was she was telling the story of her life, you know, about her her father who's now gone. Well, not really her father, you know what I'm saying. And um, and so she goes, "This is a diorama," and there was somebody said, "More like diarrhea." <laughs> Although actually, I would have laughed at that probably. But anyway, um, and then after class, they they like knock the thing out of her hand, jump on it, you know. It's like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you be so mean to somebody? It's like it's like mostly bullying is uh, is a lot more subdued than that. I mean, people are shitty. I mean, that's classic high school, especially junior high. But you know, I guess it goes into high school too. But uh, you know, I mean, but this stuff is over the top. Then in the second episode, she goes to this skating rink. I mean, they take this thing over. I mean, it's like a, a Broadway musical. It's like a, it's bullying as a Broadway musical, right? She's out in the center of the uh, of the roller rink, and they're playing uh, Wipeout. They, apparently, there's no adults in this place. I don't know, cause there's a they're just treating it. They're like destroying this girl. I mean, she's gonna have an eating disorder. She's gonna be. She's gonna be on. You know, in in therapy for the rest of her life, the way they're treating this girl, and um, the, apparently the the management's in on it. You know, and there's like no adults. I don't know. There's I don't see any adults there. Place is run by a bunch of asshole kids, like the worst kids in the world, and they're uh, you know, and they're playing Wipeout, 
and they're just spinning round and round, and she's in the middle of this thing crying, sobbing. And they're treating her like, I mean, it's like a it, it, it's like a theatrical bullying like I've never seen before. And then at the end, they just like um, throw a, <laughs> throw a milkshake on her, like you know, like what in the hell? I have seen bullying. I have I've experienced bullying. I've been on the receiving end of much bullying, mostly in junior high school. It kind of calmed down after that. Once you get to high school, things calm down, especially if you fight your way through the entire, you know. But um, anyway, I've I've seen bullying and I've seen some shitty things. But this, I mean, this, this is like something out of... So she had these powers. Elle is her name. Eleven. Her name was Eleven. And she had these powers in the previous seasons where she could have just turned around and just, like, destroyed these kids. You know, this bitchy girl and her henchmen. She could have just, like, flung... And you want it so bad. You want it so bad for her to just take one of... Just do her thing and just fling that girl up on the roof of the school. You know, end over end, like a, like, like a rag doll. That's what you want to happen, and that's what would have happened earlier. In the, you know, but she doesn't have the powers anymore. Oh, it's frustrating. It's almost as frustrating as that Sopranos episode where uh, Melfi got was raped, and she won't tell uh, Tony about it. You want her to tell Tony Soprano about it because you know that Tony's going to take care of this guy, you know, and he's not going to enjoy it what whatsoever. You know, he's going to die a. A horrible death. All all she has to do is mention it to Tony Tony Soprano, who is her uh, patient. Uh, Doctor Melfi was the uh, her his psychiatrist or whatever. And all all she has to do, and through the entire episode, you're on pins and needles. Is she going to tell him? Is she going to tell him? Oh, please tell him. Please, you've got to tell him. You know, it's like that. It's very frustrating. It's a very frustrating thing. So those are the first two episodes, <laughs> season four. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's a it's 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 a great show. I don't know. Those kids are getting a little long in the tooth. What are they like thirty now? I don't know. Some of them, especially that girl. I don't know. Who's that girl who's like the works for the newspaper? You know, she's like a editor of the school newspaper. I mean, she looks like she is literally in her early thirties. You know. She's supposed to be in high school. Anyway, it's still good. I, I'm enjoying it, whatever. But they should have hired me as an 80s consultant. They ruined it without, you know, because they didn't call me. I could have helped you guys. I could have helped them, all of us, you know, if they'd have just hired me. $200,000 a year for the rest of my life. That's all it would have taken. God. For some reason, my foot, my right foot hurts. It, it, when I walk on it, it in a certain spot, like if I if I walk on it, it doesn't always hurt. But if I if I come down on my foot in a certain way, it's like a lightning bolt of pain goes through my body. I don't know what the hell's going on. This happened like two weeks ago, and I was just messing around. It felt like it needed to be cracked or something. I felt like the you know, it felt like something needed to be cracked. You know what I mean? So I was messing around with my foot, and because um, it it's causing me anguish. I'm call, you know, I can't even walk. I'm afraid to walk on it. I'm afraid I'm going to s- step down, put my foot down, and um, be thrown into a world of pain. Right? So it's it's affecting me. Right? And then it, I, I 
So a couple weeks ago, it happened before, like I said, and I was messing around with it, and the thing cracked like it, like a xylophone. The thing went brrr, brrr, <laughs> you know, something along those lines. It felt like, you know, like when people crack their backs sometimes, and it sounds like it's going all the way up their spine or something. And then it felt fine, and it felt good. I was like, all right, something, something's messed up in there. Shit's all, like the bones are rubbing up against each other or something. I don't know, something was out of line, but now it's fine. Now it's happened again. I can't get it to crack this time, though. Hurts. And I was up there bitching about it this morning. I know you might find this hard to believe. I was complaining that my foot hurts, and I feel like my bones are rubbing up against each other. Everybody's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe go to a doctor. I don't know. Like, anyway, I was like, hey, 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 you feel like you guys are trying to move on from this subject, you know? Come here, I want to talk about it. Like, if, if your foot hurts, go to a doctor, you know? You know, I said, I don't want to go to a doctor. I'm not, what am I going to go to? A, what, what kind of doctor? They have foot doctors. Like, who are these foot doctors? I mean, I don't, I've never been to a foot doctor. I'd have to fill out a bunch of paperwork. It'd be like a new visit. And I had to do all that. Hell with it, you know. Everybody's like, anyway, if you're not going to do anything about it, you know. I said, why? Why? Does nobody want to talk about my feet bones? <laughs> Everybody's just look, looking at me. It's like, I'm serious. Why? You know, I, I want to talk about, I want to do, maybe like, I don't want to do a full hour on it. Maybe like 30 minutes of talk about my feet bones. Nobody's interested. Nobody. I mean, no, I can't get anybody to talk about it. Nobody's, uh, nobody cares. There's no empathy. No, no feet bone empathy going on here. Hurts so. God. Last night I was walking around like limped up. I was all gimpy, you know, walking around that place, you know, at work. It might have something to do with the floors in that place, that concrete floor. Although I don't do a whole lot. I'm not on my feet all the time. I, mean, I have a desk job mostly, but when I do walk around, it's all concrete. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know if it has something to do with my shoes. I don't know what's going on, but I can't get my feet to crack. Or it's just my right foot. It's not my left. I can't get that to crack. I can't get that satisfying crack like I did last time. That whole bring. <laughs> that's not exactly. It's not exactly how it sounded, but you know what I'm saying. It's like when a like a whole line of bones just go right into place, just drop into place. And it's like, oh god, that feels so fantastic. Yeah, everything just fell right into place. Whew. I need to go. Do I have do chiropractors? Do they do feet? I don't know. Well, they mess with your feet again. I'd have to sign up. I'd have to do the whole thing. I have to like have, a, you know, who is your contact in case you pass away during the next, you know, while we're doing some procedure. Who are we gonna call if you if you are rendered, uh, you know, paralyzed from the neck down? That's what I'm always afraid of. I don't I don't like those. Uh, I've never been to a chiropractor. I'm afraid that I'm gonna come out of there in a wheelchair. You know, is that is that ridiculous? Cracking stuff and like snapping things. I don't think that's natural. I don't. Know, I haven't. I've never been to one. I don't know. <laughs> I have this vision that <laughs> that they just like stand. They just grab you by the hand and spin you around and around. Just like like a doctor stands in the middle of the floor. Says, put your you know put your left arm out and um, it grabs you around with both hands around the wrist and just slings you round and round and just power drives you right into the wall. 
And that, I mean, is that wrong? Is that do I have a do I have an envisioned wrong, where they just power steam you right into the wall, and then they and then they charge you one hundred and seventy five dollars? It's like you should feel better after that. I mean, that's the way I have it envisioned. I, I I admit that I don't know a whole lot about it, but that's the way I have it envisioned. I don't know. Uh, I've never been to a chiropractor. But um, I don't know if they do feet. I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't want to do any paperwork. If I have to do paperwork, I'm not going. <laughs> Is that wrong? I just want to sit in my chair and talk about it. Why won't nobody talk about my feet bones? I've said it many times before. Um, also, I, I told Tony I need to get a haircut. I said I'm, I, I need the four and the two, which are the, you know, those are the guards. You know, you go in there, how you want your hair cut? Four and two? Four on the top, two on the sides? And then they go, do you want it, uh, you know, sometimes I say four and two, and they say four on top, two on the sides. I said, well, I'd look kind of, you know, I don't, want to, I don't really want to go for the Martin Van Buren look, you know. It would be, the, you know, they're like, what, who? Who's that? Is, it, is that a rock star, you know? Yeah, Martin Van Buren, he used to play lead guitarist. He's, I mean, he was the lead guitarist in, you know, Van Buren. You know, you know that band, the eight, 70s, 80s, hard rock man Van Buren. Anyway, um, I don't want that look, and, uh, you know, so anyway, um, I told her I need the four and the two, and she goes, I think you have, like, some kind of hair dysmorphia. I said, explain. I don't know what that means. She goes, you know how people have dysmorphia? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Where they, they have a, a distorted view of themselves, of their body. I said, okay. She goes, but you have it with your hair. She goes, I think you think that you need to get a haircut all the time. She goes, it looks exactly the same today as it did the day you got the last haircut. I said, I know what's going on with my hair. I can feel the puffiness building. I can feel it's heading into Mr. Cater territory. So I know it's puffed out and it's like thick. It's heavy. It's a heavy... You know, it, it it doesn't grow down like most people's hair. If people get long hair, it grows down, right? Mine grows up and out. Out is even worse than up, if you can believe it. So I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need that. You know, she says I have hair dysmorphia. I, I, that's offensive to me. Um, you know, if I want to get my hair cut, and if I if I feel like there's a puffiness, there's a poofiness building. And I know, I know enough. I, I, you know, I can, I, I know how, when I need a haircut. I don't need that, you know. I, my body, my choice, right? I don't need to be shamed. I don't need to be uh, hair shamed, poofiness shamed, you know. My body, my choice. All right. Well, to be fair, she didn't, she didn't say don't get a haircut. She just said, I don't think you need a haircut. What she was saying. Anyway, I get it from every angle. I need if I and every the thing about it is I go over there to that to that place where I get my hair cut. And there's that woman in there. It, it depends. I mean, there's a most of the time you go in there and you get somebody you've never met before. But sometimes there's that woman who that, that large woman who wears flowing robes and moves around the floor as if on casters. You know, talked about her. She she's I get her a lot and then there's this other there's this other guy I don't know what he I don't know if he's the manager and um he's good you know but um anyway most of them I've never seen before but they always say wow your hair's thick 
when you look when you walked in, I didn't think you needed a haircut, but then I start cutting it and I see what you're talking about. I said, Hell yeah. I said, I, I know. I know how it works. I know how I, I'm a I'm tuned in to the puffiness. Not to mention the poofiness. Anyway, she's giving me shit about that too. They won't talk about my feet bones. They give me shit about needing the four and the two. I get no respect at all. All right. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, have you seen this show called Snowflake Mountain? <laughs> it's on Netflix. The other night we were watching this. We were like, what should we watch? I'm like, I don't know. Because we, we're all caught up on, uh, what's that thing called? Master Chef. You know, we're watching Master Chef, and all our shows we've watched all the Ted Lassos. You know, we watch we watch stuff together. She, Tony watches her stuff separately. I watch my stuff separately, and then we have shows that we watch together. We don't really have. We're kind of in between shows, right? And um, we we're like just she was just scrolling through on Netflix through that top ten thing, and there's a show on there. It's a reality show called Snowflake Mountain. <laughs> And I'd read some stuff about it. I mean, people hate it. People are like, this thing is an abomination. This thing should have never been made. It's a reality show about uh, these uh, early 20 kids in the, well, people in their early 20s who are self-entitled, overly dramatic, you know, and just, um, you know, adrift, you know, don't want to do anything, have no work ethic, that kind of stuff. And they get sent up. Their parents have had enough with them, had enough of them. And they get sent off to this camp run by these two guys who are ex-military. They try to give, build in some, uh, get these guys turned around, right? So this is a reality show. with these. There's 10 of them at this camp. And um, I don't know. The, the first couple of episodes are hilarious. I mean... I mean, there, there was a there was some scenes in those first two episodes where these people are like so far outside their comfort zone. I don't want to go into details, but I mean, I was like laughing so hard I had tears rolling down my face. The thing about that show is, though, um, at, we're, I think we're like four episodes in. There's only eight. That thing's actually pretty good, you know. It's not as uh, I mean, people think people hear the name Snowflake Mountain. And they're like, what is this, some kind of right-wing propaganda? You know, why is Netflix having this on there? You know, mocking the uh, the youth and, uh, you know, this, uh, okay, boomer, that kind of shit. But the thing about it is, it might have started, it, it has that premise, I guess. But it's not, it's not, if you watch it, you, you'll understand. It's actually, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's good. I'll tell you this much, though. It's entertaining, and there are some scenes in there that are hilarious. And as it goes along, you kind of care about, you start to care about the the the, the contestants or the uh, participants. And it's better than you would think, all right? And it's, uh, it's good. I would recommend it. Snowflake Mountain on Netflix, you know? That thing's, like, ripped in the, in the media. Like, what the... I cannot believe that Netflix would put their stamp of approval on such a thing. That thing's kind of good. It's good. And those kids are like, uh, I, I call them kids. I mean, they're in their 20s. They're not really kids. They certainly act like it. But, you know, they're starting to come around a little bit on this thing, a little bit. 
But um, they're hilarious, a lot of them. Now, there's some, I mean, there's people from all walks in that thing. It's hilarious. Funny. Especially in the first couple episodes when it's all new to them. Anyway, I, I, I liked it. Um, let's see, do I have anything else here? Um, I think that's enough. I think um, I do have one call before we call it a day here. And um, it came in over the hotline, and it's from a caller that we've never had before. So it's brand new, and here it is. Hi, Jeff. Sharon V. calling from Dallas, Pennsylvania. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thinking about episode 250 or so of your podcast about breakfast in bed. Watching Downton Abbey now. They don't have anything to worry about waking up with eggs on their ass or post crumbs on their sheet because as soon as they get their butts out of bed, the sheets are changed and cleaned and washed and refreshed for them. We're not like those folks. Keep up the good work. Enjoy, enjoy your podcast. Thanks for the laugh. Till next time. Bye. All right, Sharon from Dallas, Pennsylvania. That's that's local. That's right here, Dallas. It's just right down the road, it's near where I work. Actually, are you a, are you are you a coworker? I don't know. Feels like there's a lot of people in my in my job that listen to this. <laughs> um, makes me nervous a little bit. But um, anyway, um, thanks for calling, Sharon. Uh, yeah, you know, I remember that. I remember talking about that. These people eating breakfast in bed. Breakfast in bed makes why. Okay, it's on Downton Abbey. She's watching Downton Abbey, and um, they're always eating breakfast in bed. And that's all on TV throughout my entire life. That's been presented as the lap of luxury. You're having breakfast in bed. I'm like, what the? There's no way I wouldn't want to eat breakfast in bed. You wake up with you, you know, you like apple butter packed in your ass or something. I mean, you get like all, all stuff, all kinds of food in the bed. You know, there's like a butter packet stuck to the back of your thigh the next morning. You know, but she says, like, she says, as you heard, that they they strip the bed. Is that is that true? I, I, you're probably right. They strip the bed every day. It's fresh sheets and everything. And, um, you know, be different than, you, you know, with us. But I've always, whenever I saw people eating breakfast in bed, Especially back in the seventies, that was a thing. The kid would, the kids would treat the parents to breakfast in bed. Like that doesn't seem. I, I don't like that. Like crumbs, like crumbs in the bed, you know, and and, and food, and um, you know, I don't. Why would you? I don't. It doesn't even look like it was luxurious. Why was that? Why is that luxurious? <sighs> you know, I don't know. But anyway, um, you're right. I mean, you're right, Sharon. They, uh, I'm sure you're right. They would just take the whole sheets and everything, put fresh ones on there every single day, freshly laundered. Whoo! I don't know. I don't know. Breakfast in bed. Have you ever had breakfast in bed? I haven't. Not really. I mean, I'm talking about like a real, uh, like a tray of food. All right, you might eat it like a, you might go to, Taco Bell, like there's this commercial where these two girls are eating Taco Bell breakfast and those, those shitty taco. I've never had breakfast from Taco Bell. That sounds like straight diarrhea fuel. I mean, I know everybody makes jokes about everybody makes jokes about um, Taco Bell, 
you know, causing that kind of problems. And I, I think that's overstated. And I think that's hack, you know. Like if they show, like for something on the internet, like a show's like a porta potty on fire, the very first comment, must have had Taco Bell for lunch, <laughs> you know, like every single time. Uh, but that breakfast, those breakfast burritos, fast food breakfast burritos, that seems like you talk about stormy bowels, right? There's a commercial where these two girls, I don't know if they're sisters. It's been a while since I've seen it. It feels like they were sisters, maybe. And they're, like, sniping back and forth at each other good-naturedly, you know. And um, it wasn't like that whole uh, theatrical bullying thing. It was just, like, good-natured, you know, sniping at each other. And they're eating these grotesque-looking... And that's supposed to sell the... Right? That's supposed to sell... The product. Anyway, they're laying on this girl's bed, and they're eating these eggs, these, these egg eggy burritos. I'm like, what the? I'm like, making me nervous. It's things making me ang- anxious just watching it. You know, I don't understand breakfast in bed. And um, even if I had the bed stripped every day, I don't. I don't know what you. I don't know what the point of it is. Take your lazy ass downstairs and sit down at the table. <laughs> I mean, is that is that too much to ask? Anyway, Sharon, thank you for listening to the podcast, and thanks for calling in, and I appreciate it. Call back anytime you want, and if you if 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 anybody other than Sharon wants to call in as well, you're all welcome. It's it's a it's a it's a large tent here at the West Virginia Surf Report. Call us. Call me five seven zero two nine zero eight one five one is the number. Again, 570-290-8151. You can call round the clock and leave a comment, make a, make a suggestion, whatever you want to do, just like Sharon did. It's up to you. It's uh, There's no rules. Not really. There's loose rules, but you know what I mean. You can't come on here and just, like, shout racial slurs, you know. But, you know, anything less than that, anything below that, probably, you know, we'll almost certainly use it in a future show. So give me a call anytime you want to. And if you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one, and I can't understand. I mean, I've thought about it. I mean, I put some thought into it. I, sometimes I, I drove, drive over to Panera Bread, and I get that bottomless cup of coffee. And I sit over there, and I stare straight out at the beautiful view, you know, which is uh, a parking lot. You know, I, 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 and I sit there, and I, I look out at the, at the vista, the parking lot vista, and I and I think, why would somebody want only one episode of the of the podcast when they could so easily have two? And after I had like three cups of those coffees, delicious, you know, you know, and that that's where I get centered. I go over to Panera Bread. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm like, it makes no sense. But um, I couldn't come up with it. I, I can't come up with a, a reason, a scenario where you would only want one episode of the podcast instead of a, instead of two. Luckily, it's all set up for you. The infrastructure is there. All you have to do is head on over to patreon.com. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. It helps me a, it helps me a great deal. And in return, you'll get an extra episode of the podcast every week. Not every once in a while. Not every month. That's for suckers. Every week. And you can do that right now. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. $4. You won't even notice it. 
put it on a credit card, you won't notice that it's gone. And and you'll get thousands of dollars worth of, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what value you put on them, but podcast episodes coming your way. So head on over and do that today if you're so inclined. And we have a pretty good uh, podcast website over at surfreportpod.com where I post expanded show notes, links, photographs, you know, supporting materials for these episodes, like the last one, the last, the previous episode. There's all kinds of good stuff there that's linked, and there's a photograph I took in a grocery store of this guy. Looks like he came straight out of the swamps. And, um, you know, the, the value-added service. It's at surfreportpod.com. And there's other stuff. It's all linked in the show notes. So if you're, um, you know, check it out if, if, if you want to, you know. And until next time, which will be, the next one will be over on the Patreon side. You guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you soon. Bye.